How the heck did that happen? <laughs> oh, boy. Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins today. And then uh, Brendan Escott will be in tomorrow, Wednesday. Of course, the game's on Thursday. That's why I won't be here tomorrow, because I'm heading to the Hammer. Along with Morley Scott. Game on Thursday. Countdown to kickoff at 4. The opening kickoff at 5.30. Significant stretch for the Elks coming up and i'm going to uh not necessarily mention the p word which is uh playoffs um but if they want to make the playoffs then they better start winning these games they have five games coming up against opponents they have to catch to make the playoffs who was that again jim mora jim mora that's right there you go trying to win a game playoffs Boy, doesn't that fit the current uh, state of affairs? For Everything's cyclical, right, Dave? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good to see you, though, uh, buddy. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's great to see you and actually physically see you. You're on the other side of the, the glass for yeah. once. So. Last time I did the show was a month ago, and I had to do it from home because I was uh, a little under the weather for That's the week. That's right. So. Yeah. Yep. But uh, now I'm here, and I'm not, you know, gross. and spreading anything so you're heading out to the hammer like you said it's going to be you tonight escott rest of the week and then you're back next week full week yep and then reads back the following week that's correct yeah that's correct if if you need a program we sell them at the front desk for 20 (laughs) (laughs) minutes i I was quite shocked today when um or not shocked but taken aback when i got an email from my uh daughter's school because my daughter is going to be attending kindergarten so Mm -hmm. i'll have two kids in school my son's in grade two and I'm like, what's the date? Like, holy smokes, it's three weeks away. And then they resent the list for their supplies because the schools always send the supply list to right. the parents. And we're yes. like, you used to dread getting those when I was a kid. <laughs> every parent right now is going, or most parents, ah, boy, boy, oh boy, we got three weeks left. We're running out of time here. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way it is in our household. Or what the heck is a t- uh, TI-80 free calculator? That's <laughs> not, you know. <laughs> If they even use that anymore, they probably just have an app for that now. Uh, there's, you know, the, oh, simpler times, you and I. Although, mm, yes, it was still uh, the same type of uh, run around with your hair on fire. We need to get this, the, the, what do you call it? The circumference thing, the, you know, that used to draw out the circles and things like that. I don't know what the heck they call it. A metric protractor, not the protractor. Yeah, that's not, what it is. <laughs> not not an imperial protractor because that doesn't work because everything's in metric. So I need that. So <laughs> I have clearly forgot about school <laughs> and all the I, ins and outs of school. See, I I try to, but <laughs> the problem is, I think it's a little bit more recent for me. But uh, still, it's like uh, <laughs> it just keeps bad memories. Back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yes, the Elks in Hamilton on Thursday. And as I said, they're playing five games coming up against teams that are ahead of them in the standings and the teams that they have to catch. The Tiger Cats have three wins. 
So if you want to make the uh, playoffs to the East, that's a team you have to catch. Playing at home against Ottawa, they have three wins. And then it's the Labor Day series. Labor Day in Calgary, rematch back here in Edmonton on the Saturday. Calgary has three wins, and then the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, they have four wins. They're the team right now that's technically, well, no, they're in third spot in the uh, West Division. So it's there, but at the same time, I know what you're going to say, and I, I agree. Do you really trust that this team's going to find a way to win? And I don't know. So they'll see. <laughs> you know, Trey Ford's going to get a second straight start. They're healthier. We're going to hear from Eugene Lewis here not too long from now. He is back in the uh, receiving core, missed the last six games uh, with a knee injury. And also today, Zach Kalaros was hurt uh, on uh, Thursday. Did not practice. Listed officially as out with a neck injury. And uh, they play the, uh, I believe they play the Calgary Stampeders on Friday. And we know what happened. Coney Ely. Well, first let, let let let's let's just back up here. So Caleros is under duress, and then he's getting pressured. He falls down and does the flip forward, and Luches Pierfoy picks him off and goes for the touchdown. It's twenty-two nothing at that point. What the heck is going on here? What is going on? Coney Ely, after Caleros flipped the ball, fell on. Caleros, no call. I thought it was a little iffy. I wasn't sure if there should have been a call. Chris Jones was asked about the Ely hit, and should there have been a call? I mean, he was just trying to give effort. I mean, there shouldn't have been. Uh, if there was, I'd have more of a problem than would there not been. So, I mean, he was just giving great effort to try to go after the ball, and just so happened that he pitched. I seen him scramble. I'm just trying to get to the ball. I'm really trying to get, get a sack. Um, you know, when the quarterback's out of the pocket, he's no longer protected. So I was just playing to the whistle, honestly. I heard that he got hurt. Definitely wasn't trying to hurt him or whatever, but unfortunate situation sometimes. And here's what Ely said further about the uh, no intent to hurt Caleros. Myself, you know, trying to get to the ball, I'm carrying 300 pounds. Force, gravity equals a lot more. So, you know, trying to stop yourself or whatever, trying to catch yourself or whatever is kind of hard to do in those situations. Trying to get a sack. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Not trying to hurt nobody. Uh, Not trying to hurt myself, obviously. Uh, You know, trying to get a dub. He's a great, great quarterback. You know, uh, obviously he's a Hall of Famer. uh, Athletic guy. Kudos to him as far as that. I hope it's fast recovery. But, you know, like I said, sometimes it's just unfortunate situations that happen. So just add Zach Caleros potentially to the list of quarterback injuries that have uh, plagued the Canadian Football League this season. And the Elks have dealt with their own injuries. They get a key piece to their lineup back on Thursday in Hamilton. Eugene Lewis signed the big contract, the biggest non-quarterback signing in the CFL, making over $300,000 and had that great 102-yard touchdown from Taylor Cornelius in week one. And after, you know, really since then, very quiet. Of course, he's been hurt. But when he played... Uh, the games after, I mean, he had a game in B.C., had one catch for eight yards, had about a 50-60 yard performance. The game he got hurt in week three against the Argos. Well, he's back now, and this team needs him real bad, and I got a chance to talk to Eugene Lewis after practice yesterday. Well, I know you were back practicing last week and getting ready for this week, which means you're back, man. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm back. 
Um, I just want to thank my Lord Jesus Christ, man, uh, for giving me the patience that I really kind of needed through these seven weeks. Uh, but because um, it was more of a mental thing than a, than a physical thing, personally. So um, I'm just glad that I'm able to get back here out with my guys last week, get on the field, man, and start making some plays again. Is that your first significant injury in the CFL? I'm trying to remember from the Montreal days, and I don't recall you having to go through this. That's my first. I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't even say it was a significant injury. I would just say that's the longest I've ever been out any time of my career, from mm-hmm. from little league, middle school, high school, college, since I've been in the CFL. That's the longest mm-hmm. I've ever been out. So for me, it was something new. I never, I never really had to go through that. So it was just, you know, dealing with that mentally and just, you know, just – it was tough, man, coming out here every day, and I couldn't go on the field and just watching my teammates practice each and every day, and then watching the games, and it was just it was tough because I know you know what, what how I could help. So it was just I'm just glad to be back. You know, that, <laughs> dealing with that mental part of the game of I could go out there and make a difference, yeah. and I cannot do it. But uh, I talked to Manny about it. What do you learn about being a, a veteran in pro football when you're hurt and trying to contribute as a veteran? Um, that's not always easy, even if you're a veteran. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I think the first thing is you just got to gain the respect from your, your teammates, man, and, and, and everybody else, uh, just in the sense of showing them that, you know, I'm there every day. Uh, I'm coming in every day. Uh, I'm working hard. They see me each and every day in the meetings. They see me, they see me watching practice. You know what I mean? It's, it's just about making sure you keep your face around, make sure people keep in. It's also about, you know, at, when you're hurt, you got to be able to help the younger guys and, and, and show them dudes the things that they need to get better at each and every time. So, you know, I, I'm glad I actually had Manny, mm-hmm. too, just in the sense of he taught me so much during that time of when we was both hurt. And, uh, you know, because he's been through it before. And uh, he just gave me a, a lot of great advice. And, you know, we was working out each and every day earlier in the morning. So um, it was just a grind, and that's what I needed. I got to get your perspective on the offensive changes. Your new coordinator is Jarius Jackson, who's been here all year. Uh, Trey Ford is now the starting quarterback. Uh, already have one game under his belt. What do you see with the changes? And I know not everything changes, it's but some things change, I guess. But what, what do you see out of those uh, those two changes? Uh, I mean, I would definitely say you know just from the last game, uh, you know that was probably our best performance on offense. Um, I think you know Trey went out there, and you know it, it's a different dynamic, you know, when it comes to the defenses because they have to respect him passing and running. And, and I just think J-Jack, you know, just kind of try to make it, you know, as simple for him as we could, but also where, you know, all the receivers can still get good routes in and, and you know, Trey got to make the right reads and things like that. So, I mean, like I said, personally, me, I've always been, I don't care who it is. I got to go out there and do my job, adjust to whatever's going on and make the plays that come our, come my way. So, um, you know, but like I said, um, we got to find a win. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, we can change everything and do everything. We still got to find a way to win. I know it's some things that we can take from the last game, and we can definitely build on that for the next one. But, you know, at the end, we, we still got to figure out the recipe to win, and that's all it is. It's a one-game season. Is it just come down to the mental toughness? We're halfway through the season. We've been through multiple games where we've had multiple chances to win, and we find a way to not, you know, basically seize the moment. Yep. Is it just mental? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, just, just, just watching it from, from the side, and some of the moments has been too big for us right now. They just been a yeah. little. They just been a little too big. Um, and that could that could be because you know we're a young team and you know trying to figure things out. But at some point, you you, you gotta you have to let that young stuff go away and, and know like listen, we're playing now. They put their pants on just like you, and you gotta want it more than that other team. And we just gotta be more disciplined. We can't keep putting ourselves back with penalties. Um, we gotta take away the turnovers that we've been having, especially the situational turnovers. It's like 
the turnovers that we usually have, it's at the, the worst moment possible mm-hmm. for us. You know what I mean? And that's where we have to, to change and grow up as a team uh, during critical situations, uh, you know, and, and, and that's something that we got to grow as, a, as, as players and as coaches. Back to the offensive coordinator change, and, you know, you've been through that before mm-hmm. with the Alouettes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even last year with Kahari Jones, uh, you know, being moved out and Anthony Cavillo moving in. Yeah. Uh, in this system, it seems like Jerry's is not changing everything. There's some concepts to what McAdoo was running. Right. But is there still a bit of a time uh, period where you where Jerry's has to kind of get comfortable with what he wants to run and so or in that you guys are comfortable with what he wants to run? There's still a bit of a process there. Yeah, for sure. You got to understand, too. Um, you know, obviously, you can't change you can't change the complete offense, you know, in the, in, in the middle of the season. So uh, uh, the thing is, Coach just has to go with, you know, the foundation of what it is and also implement what he does. And then, you know, as time goes on, you know, he can keep implementing his things and his things. But right now it's just about getting everybody, you know, on the right page, you know, uh, in the right positions, uh, you know, and, and, and being and putting everybody in a successful position on the field each and every time and, and just giving Trey, Trey or whatever quarterback's in there the best opportunity to be successful. And, uh, you know, that's what we've been doing. And, you know, we're just taking it one day at a time and taking it one game at a time. One thing Trey said uh, to me is, uh, you know, I had great energy in the first half. In the second half, my energy kind of left. And as a quarterback, you have to keep it up. Yep. Now you're a leader, and I, I would, I would take, I would say your energy is up usually most of the game. Sure. But is there a balance where you can't take that huddle over? But how can you help your quarterback at the same time and make sure he's being the the leader he needs to be? Yeah. So for one thing, and I and I always tell guys this, and I and, and I told Trey before. Hey man, at the end of the day, you got, we got to learn how to stay in the middle. We can't get too high and we can't get too low, no matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if we're down 20 or we're up 20. It's all about staying in the middle because in this CFL game, it's so much that can happen in two minutes. In the last mm-hmm. two minutes of the game, I've, I've seen so many crazy things. So, yeah. a lot of the stuff like you just have to keep, you have to be able to keep progressing as the game goes on and, and just keep being disciplined. Like football is all about being able to do the same thing at the most consistent level successfully possible you know what i mean so it's kind of just like most of the times you're doing the same things it's just about how how hard are you doing it like what are are you doing are you following the details are you looking at the little stuff like it's all like that and you know like i said for these quarterbacks and you know for the receivers for all of us as long as we're all on the same page together we're communicating and we're talking uh you know the sky's the limit for us and we just got to put it all it's all on paper and now we just got to put it on the field all right one more and uh this is a start of five games where i look at this uh, schedule and look at the standings and i go Oh, you're playing every team you're playing. You have a chance to directly affect the standings and get yourself back in the playoff race. Mm-hmm. Now you can only win one out of those five games this week, but uh, is that something to think about? And uh, as far as you, you can maybe start stacking wins with a win this week. Yeah. So at the end of the day, listen, we know the big picture. Um, you know, we see the we see the schedule. You know how it's lined up for us, basically, and and this is this is our opportunity to. If we want to give ourselves a chance, it got to start this week. So, um, but at the end of the day, like you said, man, it's, it's one game at a time. We know, we know, we know what the schedule is. We know the situation, but we can't focus on anything but Hamilton right now because that's the that's the mission at hand, and that's what we have to complete. The biggest game of the season coming up because it's the next one. Absolutely, and that's it, man. The next game is the biggest game. And Eugene Lewis will be a big addition to this Elks team and the offense. And a couple of things that he said that really I thought were the the highlights of my conversation, uh, and I'll backtrack a bit. I'll I'll start with the the one he just 
said about, or the comment he just said about, you got to stay even keel. You know, and this is what Trey Force said about uh, managing the game better as a team mentally, emotionally, including, uh, of course, himself in that game against the uh, Bombers. For sure. I mean, I always say that, you know, there's going to be highs and lows in football, but uh, you got to stay in it mentally. And I mean, uh, I think I got to do a better job of just picking the team up and keeping the energy up uh, mm-hmm. longer. You know, I did it really well in the first half. I thought I did it pretty well in the second half, too. But I just got to keep the guys going and keep them locked in. I mean, especially for, you know, the quarterback position, it's a lot of mental stuff. So uh, just try to make sure those guys stay mentally locked in for the whole game as well. Which I found interesting because the Elks only ran 39 plays on offense. So... You know, a lot of sitting on the sidelines again. I mean, they had uh, the defense was on the field for 35 minutes. And I'm not taking my, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at the defense, but I'm also saying they had a rough night. So a lot of the 35 minutes on the field is on them because they couldn't get off the field with second and tens and a first and 30, for goodness sakes. Um, But Eugene Lewis said, stay even. Don't get too up, don't get too down, even. You're even throughout the game, okay? Even if you get a little upset or a little bit excited, you get a little bit upset about what just happened negatively, get back to the level. Even, right? And that's what this team has had so much trouble with through nine games. If something bad happens and that's it, they're gone mentally. That's it. It's it's hard for them to get back into the game. Which goes into Eugene Lewis's other point that I thought has been the biggest issue. And you can tie both together. The moment has been too big for us. And yet they're not exactly huge moments. <laughs> so, but it, look, chance to win the game on the one yard line against the Riders. Failed three times. Kick returner doesn't realize what the rule is in Saskatchewan. Lose that game. Up 22-0, you lose 38-7 or get outscored 38-7 and you lose the game. And there's been other examples. They've been tied at the half. They've been down by one. They come out of the half. They're a different team. I don't know why that is. So, but hey, it's maybe a clean slate because it's half number two of the season and the Elks are playing a winnable team. But at the same time, the Tiger Cats are looking back at them going, hey, they're a winnable team too. We'll see what happens on Thursday. This portion of Inside Sports brought to you by Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Well, the CEBL season wrapped up. Fortunately for the Edmonton Stingers, they could not make it to championship weekend in Langley. The Scarborough Shooting Stars beat the Calgary Surge in the final last night. So Scarborough wins their first ever championship. Mike Morielli is the founder, commissioner, and what a story this has been. And also, he's an analyst for the Hamilton Tiger Cats because he used to play for that team as well. Lots coming up with Mike Morelli in a moment here on Inside Sports.